0: Anyone who knows me well can attest that racism has never been at the fore of my discussions. And that is because it has never even been at the fore of my thoughts. Although I had some unforgettable traumatic experiences with racism during the years that I lived in the United Kingdom, I still managed maintain a mindset that racism was probably not as rampant as it indeed was. And I thought that merit and success could temper the impact of racism. That may in fact be, but here's the rub. The members of a church congregation who discriminate Against fellow members on the basis of skin color, the skin color of the person, already know the status of those people against whom they are racist. On the other hand, a police officer who stops a person of color for driving an expensive car and asks are questions that indicate that the only reason that person has been stopped is because of the skin color. Doesn't know who that person is. All he or she sees is the skin color. And we know that because in many cases, or in most cases actually, the questions that that person will be asked will not ever be asked of a white driver. That cop who does that is definitely racist even though he does so without knowing the social or economic status of the person of color that he or she has stopped. In other words, the successes that a black person attains is never a panacea against racism and does not ever mitigate the emotional impact of racism on the victim. Over the last two months, the United States has found itself in a state of reckoning. And so has much of the Western world, to be honest. Uh, To the myopic, the protests across uh, many parts of the world that are occurring right now are because of a man, uh, George Floyd, who was murdered by police officers in Minneapolis. Well, I cannot fault that linear thought because as humans, we often tend to make easy associations that help us to maintain our penchant for simplistic explanations to even matters that are complex. The only problem with the present situation is that the matters are not so complex, nor do they require us to make facile analysis. Instead, the matters and times just expect us to look in the mirror and tell the truth about what we see, who we are, and what world we live in. The simple question that we should ask is, if Mr. Floyd was not a famous man, why does the world care that he was killed by a criminal police officer or criminal police officers? But what if we follow that with another logical question, which is, How is it that a system exists that allows anyone in authority to take the life of another in full view of the public, even when he knows that he's been videotaped? I submit that such a system is as corrupt as any that has ever held freeborn people in chains in every country in this world just because they can. I believe that such system is one that encourages us to maintain the illusion that we are free when the free are only those who are privileged, not because they contribute more to society, but because because of their socioeconomic status and their pigmentation. So to those who wonder why we now see young people of all racial backgrounds protesting together around the world, uh, the focus should be on the lessons that they are teaching us. We are watching young people who have decided that they do not wish to live in the corrupt and talented world of their parents. A hypocritical world in which they friends and Neighbors are oppressed and denied opportunities by people who look like them. These are young people who understand that humanity does not reside in skin color and will rather believe, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did, that people ought to be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. So as we have watched protesters and continue to do so, and we also watch major organizations and institutions in our country suddenly begin to scramble to change policies that have kept people diminished in our society for far too long, we also need to learn very quickly that we are watching the future leaders of our society and our world. Even as they do, they tell us of the changes that they're making. Our organizations and institutions must also understand that the time for roughshod actions intended to save face will come to an end, however long that takes. Those who are proud to be obstacles to good will be remembered as cruel dinosaurs when the history of our time is written. For too long, too many of us have been silent because they have been beneficiaries of privilege conferred on them by their race. At some point, our churches will have to explain to children of color why God loves them less than people of a different skin color. Perhaps then, they will no longer wonder why young people raised in church no longer attend church. They will know that it is because those young people saw adult churchgoers support and uphold a racist system that oppressed their friends and their neighbors. We know from history that the silence of the majority has led to the deaths of millions in our world. That continues to be the case while most of us stand in the sidelines of history. Each of us must now take a stand and choose whether we wish to be the allies of the oppressed or stand with the silent majority. In every situation of and battle against social injustice that has ever confronted human conscience, even silence has always been an indication of where one stood. That has always been the case, and so it is now.